welcome to the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I'm here with Gav and G for this episode of the show. We are officially midway through the season, which means it's time for the mid-report. We revealed the middling fantasy players at every position and what the plan should be for each of them and others. Plus, a listener league recap delivered by a special listener and starts and sits for week 10. Today is November 7th, 2023, and this is episode 120 of the show. Horrible week of football again. This is Gab's favorite week, huh? No. Kill me. Gab Gab does this every week. It's a it's a it's a roller coaster this season. Definitely. It's mid, mid uh, very mid, dim. You know, mid backwards. I mean, I wasn't very happy with my week either. But uh, <laughs> uh, we're we're on the NBA right now. We're on the gambling right now. It doesn't matter. Everybody's favorite sleeper. I, just so you <laughs> know, I advocate gambling, but these guys are heavy, so I'll, I'm with it. It's not an addiction if you're winning. Just a passive income, baby. Exactly. <laughs> oh, side hustle. Okay, that's a that's one way to do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're we're so over fantasy football right now that we've decided to outsource our listener league recap. Take a listen, because this listener league recap is being delivered by the one, the only, King Midi Chuliti. So take a listen. All right, all right, all right. You got your boy King Midi doing the recap this week. All right, so I'll go ahead and start off with myself when beating uh, G.Cassie, 143 to 103. Hey, I'm not losing any other game from the rest of the season. I'm going straight fire. That's I'm going to execute well on my team, make sure we go deep this time, make sure we make the playoffs. So we're going to go ahead and go with that. Uh, I got my cousin G losing to Heartbreak Anniversary, 135 to 116. And then we got Matt taking the L this week against Nando, 159 to 143. And then we got Tangelus's G beating Robbie, 122 to 121. That was a really big nail biter right there. Uh, that, that one had to hurt. And then we got that man, Gav, losing to Ugly Kid, uh, Falcons fan, <laughs> 124. The 93, and then we got FS Sportsman losing to Goat Rush. I think that's what, yeah, Goat Rush 130 to 91. So that's a wrap for week nine. Week 10, you know, we got a couple good matchups looking in, but you know, hey man, I'm about to break a big win streak. Man, it is, it's starting to get to that point, man. The time to get to the playoffs. And just straight dominate from there. We'll see who can take it. Let's did it. Okay, and we're back. Horrible. I thought I hate hearing your voice. Why well, you gotta hate on Mitty, bro? He's just trying to help us out. Uh no. Other than other than that was a good recap, but I still hate listening to his voice. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? I mean, you hate the guy because he whooped your ass, right? <laughs> By the Expect way, no confirm nor deny. If any but listener yes. in the listener league wants to do their own recap, like we are open to it, like absolutely, just come on to the show, record it on your own, just like Mitty did, and then just send it over. We want to hear from you guys. Obviously, this is your league more than our league, and I'm saying this because I'm not going to win this league. But either way, you know, it's open. Come, come on, FF Sportsman, come on, Goat Rush. Uh, McYoung boy. FS Sportsman fucking time. does a recap and can't recap his own lineup. <laughs> he's in Cancun, dude. He's uh, he's doing something. He's living life. Better, it's it better than hearing MIDI again. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so let me just talk about my like MIDI's recap of mine, bro. Could it be any closer? Hey man, I want yeah, at least you won. So you like, know, do you know what it's like to put up the top three score in the league and lose? <laughs> I do. I, I do. actually, uh, this I, is, I actually did something in my dynasty league, which is very similar to what you did, Matt. I put the second best score up in the week and lost. Second oh best in the week and lost. One hundred forty-two. My dynasty league winner, obviously, the guy who beat me had one hundred fifty-three, and everybody else had under one hundred ten. 
That's exactly okay. So, have you ever heard of the median scoring principle? Like that, I think yeah, is gonna make waves in like a decade or so. Like, I yeah, I know what you mean. Where everybody, everybody plays against one person, and then they play against the median score of the league. So you pay, basically have to be above average and win your matchup. So if you get a fluky win or if you get a unfortunate loss, you're still gonna be one and one for the week. Exactly. So if you're in the top half, let's say we have a 12-man league. If you're in the top six, you get a win for that, but and you get a win against your opponent. So it makes things a little bit more fair, I'd say. And I think it's going to be the new trend because we can't take this shit anymore. I'm I'm kind of just that's like if the NFL did the same shit, bro. It's just a pussy way to look at it. I feel like. Hey, man. I feel like as you know, you but you can't go head to head. The NFL, you though, to, though, you have to play actual You have actual to go defense, head-to-head with an right? opponent. What do you yeah. mean? You go in against his team versus your team. And if his team is better than your week that week, then you don't deserve to win, right? Like, if you put up 50 points and the other team put up 51, you'd be like, Bruh, but we have 50. We would have beat everybody else in the league this year or this week. Like, the NFL doesn't give a shit. No fan feels bad for you, you know? It's like... The argument against cares. that is because... The NFL, you actually have a chance to play defense against them, and you have a game plan. You can actually prevent that team from scoring against you. You can't prevent someone from going off against you because that's just the way they set their lineup versus you set your lineup, right? So it's that's the reason why you know median scoring is probably going to go the way it's going to go, which I think it's going to start becoming more and more popular as the years go by, and we realize, oh, this is kind of a stupid way of doing things, like eventually like because it's not getting rid of the head-to-head it's just making things a little bit more equal i'd say so you know that's just my take on it obviously i'm i'm a little jaded right now but if i scored 87 <laughs> points i probably would be uh against median scoring true you're very, just very the mad. Point. yeah <laughs> yep. you're just mad let's just let's right, just move on so. i don't i don't care anymore but <laughs> <laughs> okay honestly it wasn't a bad week but I, i'm just whatever He's fried. He's hurt. Okay. That's what fantasy football does to you. We're on the gambling. cares. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the mid report. It is officially the end of week nine. Uh, that means we are halfway through the season. It's an 18 week season. Remember that now. So that means we are midway through. And, you know, at a certain point in time, we got to just disregard the ADP of your players or the name brand, right? You kind of getting you're getting what you're getting right now, and in terms of like, oh, he's probably going to see positive touchdown regression or a negative touchdown regression. Like at a certain point, we know who you are, like right now, and we kind of do this report every year, or at least since last year, where we kind of just take a look at some of the players that have been maybe underperforming or even overperforming to their expectations, but really are just in the middle of the pack for your fantasy team. Maybe they're just that consistent, reliable guy that can get you 8 to 10 points, and that's exactly what you want. Or maybe that's a star that you've been expecting to be kind of like your wide receiver one or your RB1, and he's kind of just disappointing. And, you know, it's easy to dismiss, like, oh, it's just one bad week. But now that we're midway through the season, we kind of just see that trend, and we kind of have to start looking to make a move or do something about it. So let's just dive right in. We make it a little bit of a game here too. So Love you know, that. it's a game show. Yeah, exactly. why can't we have fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not having it in fantasy football. <laughs> this is the highlight of our week. Oh, <laughs> we have, well, our teams aren't asked we, yet. Yeah, we got rid of the recap because we didn't want to do it. So we're only focusing on the fun parts here. All right. Maybe so, if one of us can win. You know, maybe we'll come back. Exactly. All right, so let's start with the quarterback position here. So you can obviously play along, listeners, but this quarterback is eighth overall at the position. He has three top five finishes, but two outside the top 20, and that's what gives him the quarterback eight right now. My personal guess before I looked it up was Sam Howell and C.J. Stroud. Hmm. Say it one more time, please. Jared Goff. He's quarterback eight right now. This is half PPR, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter for quarterback. Uh, four touchdown, right. four point touchdown, three top five finishes. So that means three games he finished as quarterback five mm-hmm. or better, two outside the top twenty. Jared Goff is the definition of min, bro. It better be him. I, mean, I think it's Jared Trevor Goff. Lawrence, not Jared Goff. I'm sorry. 
Kirk I don't Cousins. think Trevor Trevor ever had any top five finishes. I meant Kirk okay. Cousins. He's extremely too mid for the mid report. Um, <laughs> I would say hmm, top five finishes. Wait, you said who would you say, Gab? I'm saying Kirk. I'll say CJ Stroud. Interesting. The correct answer is none of them. It's Justin Herbert. Oh, he has been super mid. He's, dude, I didn't mean to like jinx him last week, but God dang, has he been playing horrible? I don't know if it's his finger. I honestly don't think it's a line. It's a product of him being a bad quarterback. That was just a game script, and the Jets' defense is good. Eckler stole two touchdowns, right? Like, he's had score enough. But he's had like three top five finishes, right? And that's great because everyone expects Justin Herbert to be that guy. But also two outside the top 20 being quarterback eight overall. Like that's a little bit, you know, probably not the consistent guy that you thought you'd be getting every week. He's won you games. He's lost two games, essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the story of the Chargers, no? Yeah. So some of the players above mid right now are actually Sam Howell. Below mid is guys like Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, and Jared Goff. So <laughs> these guys are bef- below quarterback eight. Quarterback nine, Wait. by the way, is uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. Dang it. Oh, man, R.I.P. Kirko, man. <laughs> I know. He was going. Kirko Bangs was going places, man. Feels bad. But Josh yeah. Dobbs, man. Josh with Dobbs. So the quarterback one through seven is Allen, uh, Hertz, Mahomes, Lamar, Tua, Howell, Herbert. And then I think Stroud, Cousins, Dobbs, they're all like in the mix below it. I think Dobbs is quarterback 10. <laughs> Man, and y- you know that Dobbs and Sam Howell are still on both of, are like on all of my like uh, waiver wires. Not if trustable. You- if you were able to pick a quarterback to leap over the midline, let's say over Kirko, right, who would you choose? Justin Fields. No, I just mm. got an issue. No, I'm not serious. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would pick Trevor Lawrence. I think he has a great second half of the season. Uh, he's been playing, like, team has been playing well, but I feel like, like, if you look at his numbers, they're still sort of disappointing in that sense. I think mm-hmm. he's at a, like you said, he has no top five finishes yet. So it's like, you know, he hasn't shown you that upside. He shows a safe floor, but it's time to, time to, you know, get the rest there. Oh, man, I think, I hate to say it, but I think Dak Prescott definitely jumps the line. I'm, I'm kind of annoyed, though, because the first half of the season, he's been playing horrible for me. So I dropped him. And then, of course, the past, like, two weeks, he's popping off. <laughs> right and i think it's just the cowboys are just i know the nfl is just deep in their pockets man america's team truly has all the power i just think they can't run right now and that's why Dak has to pass yeah well i mean i don't know what the heck is wrong with freaking pollard but they can't use him right bro <laughs> well i'll read you guys the list again of the ones before uh eight Allen, Hertz, Mahomes, Jackson, Tua, Howell, and I think CJ Stroud, right? So who's missing from that? Joe Burrow, man. Oh, I think, man. I think it's I Joe Burrow. That's a fair. That's an easy yeah. answer, I feel like, especially the last couple of weeks the way he's been playing, the way he fucking slaying his nuts all over the, the Bills defense. <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, he had a really, really tough start at the beginning of the year. He was obviously hurt. I think he was still hurting for sure. Yeah, so now he's back. I think he's just going to be lethal. He's had quarterback four and quarterback six finishes in the last two weeks. I think he's ready to just completely take off. Rip to G. (laughs) Bro, why are you talking about my team? (laughs) Your team is not even allowed to be on the mid-report anymore. Welcome. You're not even allowed to be on the mid report. Welcome, You're on the dog welcome shit to report. The, the horror, yeah, welcome to the report, dude. When I when I when we have the dog shit week episode, and then we'll cover all the Patriots quarterbacks, wide receivers, hey, listen, tight ends, by the time running we do backs. That, you're gonna be part and, of it too. Don't worry about and, it. And and coaches, I guess. Don't, fuck, dude, because you're gonna fire your coach, right? Eggs too soon. Hey, the Patriots are a genius, bro. They're gonna fire their coach and then they're gonna promote his son, huh? 
How about it? <laughs> no, we're going to get Jared Mayo. How about okay. it? We're outside oh. hiring a GM, okay? Oh, wow. You mean That's Dave Ziegler? Josh McDaniels? You, why, would, why are you... Oh my god! Why are you doing this? <laughs> Please, can't take it. Let's, right. let's, let's get back on. to the mid report. Yeah, let's get yeah, off let's... the dog shit report and go back to the mid report. All right, let's go to the running back position. This is going to be one a very interesting one. So this running back in half PPR again is running back fourteen at the position. They have three top ten finishes, six top twenty five finishes, never top five. And they average 11 points per game in half PPR. I'm getting these stats off sleeper, by the way. 14. Honestly, it sounds Go. like uh, this sounds like Najee Harris to me. What? The weeks that he, the weeks that he's been on top ten, probably got like a touchdown, and he gets probably like 15. He gets like eight every week, right? Like that's pretty good but enough to get you. A no, top he does not. He gets like less than five sometimes. Bro, I bet it's Tony I guess Tony the first Pollard. couple weeks were. were I bet it's good. Tony Pollard, bro. But Tony he's Pollard, been... I feel like, had some top five finishes. No? No. He's been horrible this entire season. So See, this is where you get to actually start to learn five. about it, right? You get to yeah. learn about what, well, where exactly these guys are. He has popped off some games where it's worth, I think, 10, top 10. But never. I don't know. Five. Maybe maybe for me, I think I, I, got, I got an idea. I'm going to put my final guess as Alexander Madison. Okay, well, mm. Najee is running back 29, by the way, G. Tony Pollard is running back 21. <sighs> you got another guess right before? Yeah. Um, God dang. G, you first. I, I gave my final guess. Yeah, Alexander said Madison. Madison. Okay, Alexander. Um, I'll just throw a name out there. Never mind, I don't know. All right, Madison is 24, RB24. I guessed Bijan or Brees Hall as my guys. The answer, of course... Derrick Henry. ...was Bijan Robinson. Oh. <laughs> he was RB14. <laughs> I think Brees yeah. Hall is RB15. Yeah. Wow, Bijan's still that high? I know, the way that they've been using them... Yeah, I mean, this one, I, I wanted the source specifically because I knew he was mid-ish, and that really pains me as uh, the fantasy owner and the hype man of Bijan Robinson this year. Like, I, I said he was going to be RB1 in our very first fantasy show that we did this year. And honestly, I mean, it is not his fault. Like, somewhere in the locker room, Bijan's talking to Kyle Pitts, and Kyle's saying, it is not your fault, Bijan. This is just what happens here <laughs> they have in their Atlanta. Yeah, because look, like there's been so much talk, and if you have been living under a rock or do not follow fantasy football Twitter or anything, I mean, everyone hates Arthur Smith at this point. Like, it's just very obvious that he's misusing his talent. He is just, for some reason, like he wants to stubbornly just say, no, I don't need these guys that I've drafted in the top 10, top 5. I'm just going to keep running uh, screen passes to Johnu Smith or end arounds to make Cole Pruitt and he's going to toss it to Johnu Smith in the end zone. I'm going <laughs> to use Kadero Hodge, right? Like, I looked up the stats and people have been, like, blasting these stats all, uh, like, week so far. Like, there was a drive at, like, I saw it too. I think the Vikings fumbled or turned it over and they were, Falcons were inside the five-yard line. And they didn't give a single touch to Bijan Robinson. I think it was a Janu end around and then like an Algier lost for like four yards and then it was a field goal or some shit. Right. I don't remember if it's the right quote or some of that. Maybe I was looking at the same report as you were, but I could have sworn I saw a report that said um they haven't used Bijan within the five more than once this year. Yes. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. one. It's exactly one. It's exactly so one. <laughs> one Can touch. you imagine? Yeah. He's he's that's ridiculous. Fire yeah, him. I, I have the stats here because I really wanted to kill Arthur Smith this week. Bijan had one touch this year inside the five for no gain. And in college, he had 13 touchdowns when he had plays inside the five. In other usage inside the five, Tyler Algier for six carries and nine yards and three touchdowns. Ritter for two carries and one touchdown. Drake London for one touchdown, but he only got targeted twice. Janu Smith one touchdown in four targets slash carries. 
And then Pitts, Pruitt, and Hodge all have a target as well in the end zone. <laughs> Disrespectful to put them all together. Arthur Smith just clearly doesn't know what he's doing at this point. And I got news for fantasy managers and Falcons fans alike. I know Mickey Youngboy doesn't want to hear this. I know I don't even want to hear this. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news because I'm the one who owns Bijan in our listener league. But it's not going to get better because it's not a matter of positive touchdown regression, right? It's not like, oh, Bijan's just due for another touchdown because he hasn't gotten a touchdown, a rushing touchdown since like one week, right? No, this is literally an intentional, like Arthur Smith is literally taking him off the field on purpose because he wants to run Tyler Algier for no gain, right? Or run the tight end red zone package for, again, Johnu Smith, which I don't want to like trash too much, but it's very clear that he should not be the number one guy on this team to everyone except for Arthur Smith at this point. And then, you know, it's also the fact that, you know, if you're watching the press conferences, if you're looking at the reporters talk to him and you check the responses, some coaches, when they look at the tape and they or they answer the media, they're like, okay, he's definitely a guy that we probably want to see more of in the red zone or we want to use more of him because he's a special and talented player, right? No. Arthur Smith is literally saying, like, you know, I think it's fine. Uh, we played Bijan off the ball because it drew a defender off of Johnny Smith, right, for that screen, I think. I have no idea why he, he's saying this kind of stuff. and Or he's saying, like, oh, you know, the fantasy football nerds might not like it, but this is the way it's going to be, and we're winning games because of it. This that is just they're trying to prove a that point, so and it's like, yeah, who exactly. are you proving the point to? You're gonna lose your job. You lost your ugly ass mustache already. But. <laughs> exactly, he called it toxic groupthink to think of replacing Desmond Ritter, and then he did it like a couple days later. Like this is a guy who is incredibly stubborn and just does not want to admit that he's wrong, which is just you know a very immature thing in general to do as just a person, right? People can admit they're wrong. No one's infallible. But this guy is clearly, you know, a little spoiled trust fund baby here that we're (laughs) dealing with. You can look that up. But it's just, that's why it's not going to get better because he is not going to submit now unless he really thinks like, oh, I'm going to lose my job. Guess I got to go back to, you know, working for dad in FedEx. But like, that's the only thing that's going to help us at this point. Or he gets fired, which McYoungboy has assured us will not happen. So, there you go. It has I mean, to happen. It has to happen. I'm literally rooting. I'm rooting for the Falcons to lose every game, and I am a very neutral fan of them. But Arthur Smith is literally pissing me off so much that you know, it's bound to happen. I'm just rooting against them because if he wins with this kind of shit, then he's gonna be very, he's... very insufferable. <laughs> he's I'm never gonna stop. Yeah. Johnny Smith will become Megatron. (laughs) (laughs) The GOAT. Oh, man. We're not even going to talk about Kyle Pitts or Drake London. But, okay. Well, that's just my Arthur Smith rant for today. If you guys didn't know, I also lost this week, even though I scored 146 because I had Bijan. So, I guess you can tell where that's coming from. But, Mm. you know, I'm sure we'll see him next time on the fantasy trial as well. This time, we should vote to convict. <laughs> I'm convicting everybody. I don't really care. Like, Yeah, I'm, I, I don't feel I'm like done. we were too nice last year. Seriously. Yeah. Too polite. It's time to turn it up. <laughs> All right, moving on to the mid-wide receivers. So, this wide receiver is the 19th overall at the position, wide receiver 19. They only have one top 10 finish, and they have five finishes outside the top 30. I'll give you an extra hint here. They were around a first, a uh, low first, a uh, second round pick in fantasy. What? You said one top five finish, right? One top ten finish. So that's why they're really mid because they only had one okay, like top ten finish. Everything else is not very good. Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith was not a first round pick, bro. So he said second. He said second. Late, late first. He said late first, early and then second. Definitely oh, late second. First. Yeah. No, mm. early second is eh, but like second. I'd say. Okay, then Jamar Chase. 
No, that is not also, it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you're understanding the question. <laughs> oh, late first, bro. Well, I wouldn't. Is it mostly Jamar a second? Um, Jamar is like I third overall. Say, yeah, I don't know what you're on about, Gav, but um, hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who it was because we were all drafting different. I had different priorities with my draft. My guesses I got were Jalen Waddle and T. Higgins. By the way, it, my guess is Chris Olave. Okay, that's a Gap. good one. God dang, was he really right. ladder first round? No, I think he was like early second, late second, middle second. I bet it's T. Higgins too. Wait, I can't put another guess in. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson actually was my guess, like as well. Like it was pretty good. But the answer is Chris Olave. You were correct. Let's too. go. I knew it. That was a good one. Dang. Yeah. Garrett Wilson I also had as an alternative answer because he wasn't as bad as, you know, Chris Olave's been, but he hasn't been like good. He hasn't had like a really good game yet. Like the highest he's finished so far is wide receiver sixteen. Right? But the most, like the most consistent place he's been, is basically been right out, like right inside the top twenty-five, which is wide receiver 22, 22, 19, 23, 16. Like that's pretty mid right now, and that's not what you want. But Chris Olave, he has been a disappointment as well, and it's not due to the quarterback, you know, literally tearing in Achilles. It's just because Derek Carr is also very mid, and the Saints' offense doesn't really know what to do. Taysom Hill has been getting every single touchdown in humanity right now. Like, he's taking from everybody, so it makes it very hard to kind of get any kind of ceiling play from, like, Kamara, from Michael Thomas, even Derek Carr. Like, <laughs> like Derek Carr can't even get a touchdown because Taysom Hill is getting the touchdowns. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, do- it doesn't make any sense. Taysom Hill has just been a god, and... I just don't see why, if you can use him so well, can't muster anything up with Chris Olave. You know, it's just kind of disgusting. Yeah. Well, some of these guys, I put a list of some other guys that might have been disappointing for the past couple weeks, and it's up to you to decide, are these guys below mid or above mid? And again, the midline right now is Chris Olave. So are these guys above Chris Olave or below Chris Olave? So, mm-hmm. Devonta Smith. Uh, I think he's above De- Olave. Yeah, I would say he's above. No, actually, I'd say he's below Olave. He's above by two. He's wide receiver oh. 17. He's on the Eagles, man. Come on, now. don't disrespect him like that. DK Metcalf. Oh, easy below. Easy. Yeah, I'd say below too. Yep, he's below. Wide receiver 43. <laughs> Holy ass Dang. That was like he like drafted third round, fourth round. That's tragic. Marquise Hollywood Brown. He's above him. Hollywood's playing pretty decent, I'm pretty sure. No, below. Impossible. He's wide receiver twenty one. <laughs> so he is below. It's crazy how close they are though. He had a couple of good play. He got 26, 19, 19, 17, but the rest have been 54, 47, 55. It's just not good. And then uh, Devontae Adams. And that's, that's this, this is the most tragic below. Most tragic He's still below. Above. No. He is still above. He oh, is let's go. Wide really? receiver 16. Oh, wide receiver He's like a couple. He's like three positions above. Barely, barely, but it's getting bleak. That's not I bet what it's you like, see. like like a three point difference, four points. It is about a seven point difference. Okay, well it's it's still single digit. The numbers have been disappointing. He had one wide receiver two finish. The rest have been outside of the top fifteen, basically. And if you get rid of one game in Buffalo, it's been out of the top twenty in terms of wide receivers for Devonte Adams. Are you concerned <sighs> at all? Are you concerned at all about Devontae Adams? Like, is it time to just give up? Is it over? Because he didn't even get touched as when Antonio Pierce became the head coach. 
I mean, what are you selling them for? Is my question it always comes down to. If there's a great value out there that you can get for them, I would do it. But most of the time, people are gonna try to lowball you and try to, you know, not give you appropriate value for Devonte. I mean, what is the appropriate value if he's kind of mid? You know, it's hard. I would just stick with him. I'd wait till he has a good week because he's due for a good week, and then maybe think about moving him because at that least you could try to reclaim some of the value that you must have drafted him or that, you know, because you're drafting him in the first or second round, right? So you kind of need him to belay like that as well. I don't know. I dude. would, I I would trade him maybe after a good week. I think he'd be waiting for a while because I think their schedule up next is pretty, pretty tough. I would trade him now for, I don't know, man, maybe A-Chain and like, what's a, another wide receiver? And, okay. Yeah. Let's say you got Devontae Adams for Jordan Addison. What would you do? Jordan, oh, no, bro, I'd be tripping. Stop be capping. Bro, I, would, I would keep Devontae Adams, bro. What? Yeah, I would keep him. Okay. No what about wide receiver 16 Devontae Adams for wide receiver 18 Terry McLaurin? Devontae Adams. I would take McLaurin and, like, another, like, A-Chain. I don't think you're getting more. If you're looking at Devontae Adams' schedule, he's got the Jets. He's got the Dolphins, who now both have Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey back. Then you got the Chiefs, and then you got bye week. So, yeah, but I agree with Devontae like, Adams we're talking about. Him getting open is not going to be the problem. It's going to be whether Jimmy's the quarterback can get him the ball. Aiden O'Connell. Exactly. Aiden so, O'Connell too, the last, so the last five weeks have been, his targets have been 4, 5, 12, Seven and seven. So basically, and then the first four weeks, it was nine, eight, 20, and 13. So there's definitely like the decrease in targets is definitely a concern right now. I wouldn't sell him now and maybe see what he does against the Jets. I just want to see what, I don't think he's going to have a good game, but I just want to see how much he's getting targeted because if they're not looking his way, I think you have to start selling based on name value. I wouldn't yeah. wait too long. I will, it I is will rearing wait a little the, bit. It's rearing the end of the season now, too. So, like, playoffs. I mean, still got a couple more games, but, like, it's getting close. So, you might yeah. need to make drastic moves now. He also has a bye week coming up. So, you might need to rely mm-hmm. on him. And then he has a bye, like, week 13. That's not good for your playoff push. Nope. Wow, now you guys make me want to trade Devontae Adams in the league I have him in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like always, we will be wrong, so it's okay. Yeah. As soon as you trade him, then he'll pop off. I'll give you one last name. Adams or DeAndre Hopkins, who's wide receiver 20 right now? Nah, bro. Uh, I would take take Hopkins. I think Will Levis is not afraid to throw it anymore, so. I am, uh, yeah, I'm encouraged by it. Tannehill was. Yeah. Yeah, I... Good. I'd have to take Hopkins, dude. Come on now. I feel like I know that Hopkins is going to end up better than Adams. It's I I have a weird feeling about it, but I always doubted Devonte Adams, so I don't know. But I mean, if if Hopkins outscores Adams rest of season, I uh, just give me that prediction. <laughs> give me that. Yeah, that's a crazy. That's a crazy. I'll make that claim. Outcome. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll make that claim. Hopkins will outscore Adams rest of the season. 100%. I feel like their schedule is easier, too, anyway. All right. Let's do it. Rock out. Yeah. All right. That's let's a one-for-one one trade I take. <laughs> let's move on to the tight ends here. We're not going to really go into it too much, but this is the top number eight for tight end, the tight end eight of the year in half PPR. Who do you just think it is? I said Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard, this is a really hard one. I don't even know all the top like I don't even know like the top five tight ends. Uh I mean I'd go I'd go Kelsey, Andrews, um, Kittle, Laporta, and Taysom. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's wow. um, what's Taysom. the Eagles what's the Eagles guy? What's his name? Goddard. 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 <laughs> go I'd go Goddard. That's what he said. Um Hawkinson probably is too good. Oh Hawkinson. That's like top five, top four. Yeah, yeah. Um, geez, guys, I can't really think of any other tight ends. So I would either take Goddard or um, what's his name from? I can't even remember the Browns guy who burnt his Njoku? face. Njoku. Njoku. Yeah. 
It is not in this one here that popped off. Oh man. It is Dalton Schultz. Oh, wow. He just had a pop off game last week too. Game. Yeah, Each I think that's what put him over. It. Dallas Goddard is tight end nine, and I think that's the the big game from Schultz elevated him over Goddard. So yeah, there's not there's not really a not a lot of analysis we can put you here. Like basically, if you have a tight end that's averaging like eight points per game, just put him in. Or just like even the chance of that. Because if you don't want to have one of the elite tight ends, which by the way are Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Laporta, Cole Komet is tight end 5, Taysom Hill is tight end 6, Kittle is tight end 7, Schultz is 8, Goddard, who's now out, is 9, and Jonu Smith is 10. <laughs> I was going to say, where's Jonu? <laughs> the GOAT himself. Yeah, seriously, Megatron. Where's Kyle Pitts? Where do you want to guess? Ooh, that's a good 20. one. 21. Wow, that's really harsh. He's 15. Oh, my bad. 21 my is bad, big dog. <laughs> Do better next time. Damn. All right, that was our mid report. So, you know, just by all accounts and purposes, I listed off the most mid players right now, which is, you know, Schultz. Um, what was it? Who was it? Justin Herbert, Bijan, and Chris Olave. But who do you think is like your choice for like the most mid player? basically the hmm. mr mid mr mid if if kirk cousin was still around i'd take kirk and I, I i judge mid by basically you expect like eight points you don't expect if you want 15 points they'll get you eight if you get expect two points they'll get you eight so like hey you know it is what it is hmm that's hard, man, because there's a lot of mid. There's so much mid out there. I can guarantee you this. Jacoby Myers will finish around there, I feel like. Because he either gets a touchdown and nothing else, or he gets a bunch of receptions and no touchdown. That's my mid guy. He's just been around at my flex for the past like couple weeks, so I said Jacoby. I'm going to go with my old reliable. I think he won Mr. Mid last year. It's Joe Midson, right? <laughs> Like, I don't ever expect a breakout game. He had that 150-point game last year. That was the sh- most shocking thing ever. But it's never going to happen again. He's just going to be who he is, which is 60 yards, two receptions for 13, and maybe a touchdown. I'd also like to add Jalen Waddle too. Cause Ooh, that that's a great one. Not, yeah, he can't, he can't be Tariq. Tariq is going yard... Um, and he's always hurt, so like he'll get you like a big chunk of yardage and then get out of the game. For, like... Exactly, that was so annoying to see. <laughs> he had one big catch, and then he got rolled up on the next one, and then he was out for the out for the drive. And I was like, oh my Seriously, god! Seriously, what, what kind of game script is this? Can you imagine this guy's looking at his script before the season starts, and it's like big gain out. I'm like, okay, that's the easiest million I've ever made. You get hurt I'm pissed. again. Yeah, that's a good one. And then Matt, who'd you say yours was? I said Midson. Midson, that's a good Mixon. one too. Yeah. I, all right, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, they tried to write me mid, and I didn't mid right back. Geno Smith, he's been super <laughs> mid. Like I don't even cool. know. Maybe he might be. He might be in the <laughs> ass category, but he's like. <laughs> he's awful. It's terrible, right? I now. mean, dude, last week was the ultimate. Like, I need some points from you, and you didn't do anything. And every other week, he basically is like what Matt was describing, where you, you need, you know, 15, he gets you 12, and then you need, you know, you think he's going to get 8 against Cleveland, he gets you 12, and then where are you? A quarterback that keeps getting fucking 12. And then this week, he got 2, which makes you ultimate mid. Whoa, I did not know he got 2. <laughs> yeah, he played bad. Jesus. Oh, well, gosh. Well, they, they, well, we're done with mid for now. Uh, we're going to move on to stars here, hopefully. Our starts and sits for week 10. We did really well last week. We got, uh, we're 15, 9, and 1, which is really good, honestly. And I think it's a Halloween theme. I think that's what it was. I like it. We were in our candy bag, you know what I mean? Ooh. Definitely in our bag, for sure. Yes, sir. Well, another day. Another time for starts and sits. I'm going to start off with quarterback. And I'm going Kyler Murray versus the Atlanta Falcons. 
Kyler is back, baby. And if you're one of the lucky ones, you saw the had the foresight and stashed him on your bench into the IR slot when in like week five or something. He's finally here to reward you from all the mid. He's going to rescue you from that. You don't have to start, uh, you know, Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott anymore. You can start Kyler Murray because he is going to be a set and forget against the Falcons. Even though it's, you know, it's been a year since his like actual gameplay, right? And I'm not talking Call of Duty right now. <laughs> no. He is going to be out there. that comes out this week. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. I didn't know when it came out this week. Are we <laughs> sure he's going to play? <laughs> oh, no. Well, oh, no. putting substantial doubt onto this pick now, but I think that he's going <laughs> to do enough. He's going to do enough where he's going to make it a back-and-forth game because the Falcons are not very good on defense. They lost to Josh Dobbs, who is still learning the play calls during the game. Granted, he's very smart, right? And he does watch film probably, unlike Kyler. But, you know, no, I really don't know if I like this guy. But even either way, I think that, you know, Kyler is going to be a good start because it's just a bad defense. Arthur Smith doesn't know what he's doing. Fuck him. And he's going to try to make a debut best he can. Mm, I like it. I was hoping he'd... Everyone picked him up. I don't know why. It's so ridiculous. I try to pick I him up like him. week yeah. two. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's very ridiculous. But um, my next pick is going to be even more ridiculous than that. It's going to be Justin Fields. He's back, baby. Number one mm. in my heart. Number one on the field. He's going to get a great matchup to come back to. Carolina. Come on, guys. We know what it is. Like, It's not even about who's playing. Like, if Fields is for some reason out, bro... Fuck it, give me the other guy, the bag baguette or bagmate, whatever the dude's name is. Whoever starts against Carolina is a start every single week. And we've been like that. It will stay like that. And for this week it is like that as well. Justin Fields, welcome back. He's about as easy as a matchup you're gonna get all year. Please don't fuck this off. <laughs> or you might just fuck off your whole career. Um, no not too much pressure, right? No. Not at all. They Even just though, have the second um, overall pick or, or whatever. Yeah. And also, Badgett is just playing out of his mind. So, mm, with four picks. <laughs> well, you know, one game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, let me hit that, you. Oh, you want to go? You got it. Yeah, let me go. hit you with something more. Let me just get the ridiculous out of the way because that last pick, we might as well get mine out of the way at running back. I'm going to start. <sighs> this is horrible. <laughs> I just looked at the dog. <laughs> Uh, Leonard Fournette versus the Broncos. And listen, dude, like, I know it's like, why would you even start that old man? or you that mean the that, Bucks that Leonard Cheetah? Fournette? You mean yeah. the Jaguars Leonard Fournette? They're playing the yes. Broncos? Huh. He's going to kill it, dude. I mean, James Cook isn't used in the red zone, it, like, which is ridiculous. I don't know why they don't do It's kind of the same thing that this Bijan is going through. Um... It's because they had Latavius Murray there, but I think he hasn't been as efficient. He's getting older now, so, um, and they signed Fournette, so he's he's gonna be the red zone guy against this weak uh, Broncos run defense, allowing the most yards, not the most touchdowns, but you know, they'll run it down your throat. Pause. Yeah, I was about to say, bro, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Pause. This might be the first. I don't even know if he's gonna. Did we even see him out there last week? Not last week, but, you know, he, he, that was his first week signed. So Okay. Yeah, promise. <laughs> promise. Promise is a good one. Promise. Touchdown guarantee? Yes. One. Ooh. One. One yard, Ooh. one touchdown. Wow, that's that's a big promise. And it's That'd be a crazy parlay, wouldn't it? <laughs> the one-yard touchdown? Yeah. Any time. Anytime, one yard touchdown. That's crazy. Yes. Any given Sunday team. Come on. Like the movie. Well, beautifully spoken, Gav. Thank you for that. Um, will that be accurate? Most likely not. And my <laughs> pick here is the other side of the fall. I'm going Javante Williams against the Bills. Um, Ridiculous. Dynasty somehow been actually playing good. You know, given all this outside circumstances that could easily hold him down, and mostly just meaning that he kind of sucks, his team kind of sucks, his coach kind of sucks, and, you know, it kind of can hold you down if that happens. But last two weeks, he's been on fire. So, hey, looks like the Bills have been, like, kind of, like, 
friendly, you know, go against them. And I feel like, you know, with the, with the Bills, they're always a team that gets ahead early and then can, you know, trash you by 40. It might be one of those games, but that would only lead to Javante Williams getting some more garbage time catch, catches and stuff. So I like the matchup in terms of even if it's a close game or a blowout, he'll get his, you know, usage this week. That's ridiculous. Um, and the game script is why I chose my next pick for wide receiver start of the week, and it's Cortland Sutton versus the Bills, because I feel like he's just a big target. Game script's gonna be on the on the Broncos side, where like, well, for fantasy, where like they're gonna be behind by a lot, and so, you know, Russell Wilson's gonna be throwing it deep, and Russell Wilson's been doing pretty good like the past couple weeks. I don't know if you noticed. Like, I think there's a revival coming around, you know, and they just beat the Chiefs. And the Bills are way more sorry than them. And they're a little bit hurt without Matt Milano. I mean, they can't really do anything anymore. Um, But yeah, I just feel like game script. Cortland Sun has been balling actually this year. So It's very odd. Not, I know, right? Who knew? The one year I don't buy. They the suck, I don't but they them. still are productive. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, I'm going to go with DJ Moore versus the Carolina Panthers. Why? Can you say revenge game? Oh, I don't. I mean, it's happening, folks. Justin Fields versus Carolina. If he's a start, that means DJ Moore's got to be a start because who's Justin Fields going to target? His best buddy, DJ Moore. I don't know if they eat breakfast together. Yeah, one to two. That's a deuce. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't believe Justin Fields. They make make garbage all over the field. Yo. <laughs> one and two, one to two. That's their draft picks next year. Oh my god! Yeah, but that's a come <laughs> on, man. That's an easy start. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any other insight here. I just think that DJ Moore is going to pop off because he it's his team, it's his former team. He wants to get revenge because they traded him, and I think that because of that, and you know, you know what they say, like, oh, we don't, you know, script it into our game plan to kind of do this kind of stuff. But you know that when they're in the red zone, they're not going to say oh you know let's just go get Cole Komet his touchdown no they're going to go get DJ Moore touchdown should they find their way into the red zone right and he already popped off last Thursday night he played against the commanders so I think he's got a chance to do it again and he's been frustrated with Badgent so it's time to unleash him well I mean I can't I can't disagree with you I had the same basically the same pick so uh, I'm totally back that pick this week Good to hear, good to hear. And I'm going to just go right into the tight end start of the week. It is Dalton Schultz versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And again, I said to sit Dalton Schultz last week, and I quickly reversed that because the rationale behind Schultz being sat was because, you know, when all of C.J. Stroud's receivers are healthy, Schultz basically goes invisible. He's missing. But Robert Woods was declared out right before the game, so I quickly said, don't sit Dalton Schultz. Play him. And guess what? He got like a touchdown or two, I think. So I think he, he was two pretty good. Dude. Yeah. And then he elevated himself from ass to mid, and he became the tight end <laughs> eight for the year. This is the opposite now. If Robert Woods is declared out again, I think Schultz has a great chance to perform well against Cincinnati, who has been terrible towards tight ends the entire year. Like they led a lot to Kittle, they led a lot to Kincaid last week. And I think that Schultz is a good enough target, especially if you're struggling right now with tight ends like I am. If, though, Robert Woods comes back, I would be a little less likely to start him. Mm. That's a good one. I mean, you can really start any tight end anymore. Like, who cares anymore, right? I'm just going to give you a layup. Start TJ Hawkinson versus the Saints. I mean, he's, like, serviceable. Um, DJ, uh, Hobbs is, like... Dobbs, what the? What am I? <laughs> Dobbs is new to the system, so I I feel like he's also going to be starting. By the way, um, and I mean that's just a security blanket that you have. He's going to obviously have a high floor in, in PPR and half PPR, at least five receptions, six receptions, possibly a touchdown. It's against the Saints. The Saints haven't been that good against tight ends the past couple of weeks, um. So yeah, like, like you said, Dobbs is, yeah, Dobbs, Dobbs, is, Dobbs is in. Dobbs is Dobbs. Dobbs is him. He's like I feel like he's the new Fitz Magic right now. Like I eventually wish we had him. Gonna I wish we him. kept him. Dobbs. Yeah, I remember me. he Don't was a stealer. Fitzmagic. Yeah. 
Don't worry, he'll he'll start for you guys soon enough. Did he ever start a game for the Steelers? No, I think he played in one maybe like as a substitute, but I don't think he ever really had a game starting, if that makes sense. I remembered maybe. I remember Dobbs was in Tennessee in college and he looked really good. And then the Steelers got him and he looked really good in that first rookie preseason. Then we never mm-hmm. heard from him again for like three years. And then all of a sudden he surfaces in Tennessee. That's basically what we did Mason Rudolph, which I don't think he's very good, but uh, we don't, we never get him to do shot. And, you know, we have talented on the bench there and <laughs> run out, roll out the week with Kenny Pickett every week. But, you know, that's not here or there. Let's go into our sit. And, hey, if you're thinking about it, sit Kenny Pickett. But that's not my sit of the week this week. Uh, my sit of the week this week is Lamar Jackson against Cleveland. Dude, I 100% Cleveland. agree. Yeah, 100%. man. Cleveland, Cleveland defense is legit. I mean... What can we say? It might be the best in the league, right? I mean, that's the best thing you can say so. about. Yeah, the best thing you can say about a defense. You are jinxing the shit out of them right now. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Like they're they are good. Like regardless of what happens, they're a good. They're a good. Uh, you know, the team defense, and we've noticed also that you know Lamar Jackson has been popping off against a lot of these NFC teams. And the thing has been, you know, he hasn't seen many of his NFC teams before, or this might be the second time they've seen Lamar. So there's not a lot of tape on him. They don't know how to really play him. Who else knows how to play Lamar other than AFC North teams? Like, you know, they're born and ready for that moment against Lamar, you know. So this AFC game, like every other AFC North game, is going to be low scoring, defensive, and probably 17 to 14. And Lamar Jackson doesn't give a fuck about your fantasy teams, as he said. So <laughs> we don't give a fuck about him here. And fuck Lamar I thought Jackson he apologized. Anyways. I thought he apologized <laughs> no. for his fantasy. People. No. No, he said, he said, he said, I know a lot of fantasy owners and gamblers are mad at me, but I don't care or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take me and my money and uh, put it on the Cleveland. <laughs> Let's go Browns. I like it, dude. I like it. Because you guys always give up games. Like, you guys always go one and one. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, this just – it's due for some, like, like the team in itself, some struggle, I would say. Because the last couple of weeks have just been so easy, you know, where they haven't really seen, like, a punch back in the face. Like, you know mm-hmm. the Browns are going to do something to kind of rattle them or hit them late, get them just regularly, you know, hit them, run them down and whatnot. So, hey – Let's see what you got, Lamar. Damn, it's a challenge. Well, this is another challenge for a rookie quarterback here. You're going to sit C.J. Stroud versus the Cincinnati Bengals. After he had such a generational game. 470 with five touchdowns, and now you want me to put him on my bench mat? It's crazy, and I loved him for it, even though it was in a fruitless effort. I had C.J. Stroud, by the way, in my listener league because, you know, again, young men. Either way... C.J. Stroud, he had a um, remarkable performance, 470, five touchdowns, 41 points in fantasy football. Like, I get it. He is him. And I fully agree with that remark. He's probably the best rookie quarterback right now in the class. Like, it's not even a debate, not even a competition. And that's why you have to sit him versus the Bengals, because regression is bound to happen. And... It's also against the Cincinnati team that is coached by Lou Anarumo as the defensive coordinator. And I don't think Lou is going to just say, oh, you know, he scored 470 and 5. Let's take him lightly, guys, just because he's a rookie. No, they're mm-hmm. going to treat him like the real deal here. Cincinnati has to keep on winning in order to stay on pace to get into the AFC playoff picture. I think they're the seventh seed right now because all four teams in the North are right now in the playoffs and they want to keep pace with the Ravens who I think they face next week as well. So, you know, they need to keep on winning. Burrow looks hot right now. He's probably going to challenge Stroud in the shootout. Stroud is also playing at Cincinnati. And right now the home and road splits for Houston haven't been great. So I think that it's time to come down to earth for Stroud. I think that he's going to struggle a little bit in Cincinnati. Not so much that you should bench him every week, but I think that, Anarumo's got something planned for him. And, you know, he's already had to face Josh Allen uh, this past week. And then, obviously, the GOAT Brock Purdy last week. So, I think he's going to be able to handle Stroud pretty well. Bagel's defense is looking pretty legit, I would say. Pretty usual. 
they're fr- they're, they're I hate it because they're picking up at the right time, you know. They, they always, always do. do this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and I'm going to you know like we always do for our sets, we target the best defenses and we see who's going against them and that's where we pick our sets <laughs> most of the time. Um, so, you know, jinx. maybe I just jinxed everything, but you know, that is not the whole point of this segment. Um, I got ETN versus the Niners. Uh, I don't think you'd be like, the Niner defense hasn't been all that, but they are coming off a bye. Um, and so for surprisingly, it looks like Jaguars honestly play a little bit worse at home than they do away. They've uh, won a lot of home away games, or games in London and stuff like that, but they kind of are just more average, it feels like, at home. And the Niners, they need this one. They need this one. They need, they need it really badly. And... They need to go out there and prove a point here. And it starts with their defense and picking up Chase Young. That is going to be a big factor in, you know, what they're doing here. So I think they'll have a bounce-back performance as a defense. And I know we don't do starts for defenses, but I would look into something like that. Uh, even if it's yeah. like, you know, a Jacksonville win, it might be like that Steelers game where the final score was 20-10. to 10, And even though, you know, Jacksonville put up 20, the Steelers defense still had 70 points, you know. It might be that type of effort, and I think ETN will probably not have the best game where he kind of is very touchdown, you know, God-tier touchdown score right now, but I don't know if they'll keep up toward against the Niners. Why must you do this to us? I know. You're trying to – I mean, just like how Nando broke Brock Purdy, you're breaking down the Niners' defense. Congratulations. I mean, now I think also if they have a weak point, it's not – you know, running back matchups, it's over the cornerback. So target really target Kirk, target even Evan Ingram. It's been they move him out in the slot. They do a lot of motion. So you're gonna see a lot of that going on still, but they just don't know if ETN's gonna be you know, as ETN has been the last few weeks. Or losing. <laughs> Four in well, a row, baby. That's a good thing. Bang, bang. Um Well, I I I'll go with another uh defensive matchup. Saquon Barkley versus the boys, you know, um, the Cowboys have been looking like the most explosive, um, defense in the league this year. Unfortunately, it's, doesn't, it's not good that you, you, lo- you lose Daniel Jones and now you have to start Tommy DeVito, who is been horrible, right? So obviously they can't run it. They're going to be behind game script. You're going to have to throw more and it's the Cowboys. So then even when you throw, you're going to, I mean, it's just, it's going to be a murder. This yeah, is gonna be forty gonna, to zero again. Forty, for, yeah, forty-five to zero. You know, <laughs> it's tragic. It's tragic. Very Sorry, tragic. Saquon. He's been playing really good, but you know, fall from grace. Oof. And I hit you with another crazy one: Devonte Adams versus the Jets. I think that the the Jets have been just crazy good this year on defense. It's just that on the offensive side, you can't they can't get it done, right? So like. I mean, Devonte ha- obviously hasn't been playing well. Um, the J- I don't know what else to say, dude. It it just feels Isn't like he matched just, up with Sauce. You could say that. I don't know if he might even if even if he doesn't, because I know that last week um, Sauce didn't uh, shadow. What's his Keenan. name? Yeah, Keenan. But they got DJ. Still, Keenan goes into they, like, DJ, yeah. Keenan goes into the slot a lot. Slot, but I know, Devontae but really, Devonte really does is like the true outside yeah. receiver. Like he's never really comes in. Either way, I, w- I would feel like Sauce would want to go up against the, the best ones. But either way, Devontae hasn't been playing well, man. And they, this is against a stout Jets defense who's been getting a lot of sacks. And if it wasn't for the mobility of Herbert, I feel like they would have definitely probably lost the Chargers. But Devontae is... You don't believe in Aiden O'Connell? Not, what are you talking about, bro? I was going <laughs> to... I didn't I was, even realize that's his initials. That's so funny. I believe in AOC, but not this <laughs> AOC. Not this AOC. Hey, yo. Same sentiment. I think that, you know, I was going to come on here and declare, like, the Jets were still going to win this division after the Bills lost last this Sunday. And then I saw that Monday night game, and I was like, well, I'm just going to keep that to myself for now. Like, it's all the like Jets' fault, bro. <laughs> like, quickly, I feel like, you know, they had a chance to get a better backup quarterback, like a Brissett. Even like, like a like Carson Wentz, fucking but Carson Wentz, bro, get something, man. God damn it. I know, really. Josh Dobbs. I'm... Josh Dobbs would have been ooh, yeah. I, I don't, don't know why they didn't pursue him. That would have been crazy. Seriously. I'd have been pissed. 
Yeah, but they took Zach Wilson, and they suck. And Too bad they didn't the deal like uh, Jimmy G, and they suck. Yeah. So signing a quarterback is very important. I can't believe Apparently. they didn't try to deal for uh, Jimmy Garbageno. Garbageno is crazy. Who would even want Garbageno? <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> no. I honestly He's think horrible. he would be better, despite my nickname of him. Ridiculous. All right. I'm going to go with Zay Flowers versus the Cleveland Browns. I think Zay has just... I mean, where has he gone? He's just straight up gone. Like, he <laughs> hasn't performed anywhere because, like, Mark Andrews is back. That's what basically kept him as a target machine for the last first few weeks. Mark Andrews was hurting, and then Odell was hurt, and then I think Rashad Bateman was also hurt. But now they're all back, and it's pretty apparent that it's affecting Zay Flowers' production because he's basically received no targets. And Baltimore's actually been doing really well. Gus Edwards has been stealing all the touchdowns, and they don't need to really pass right now. I think that, you know, they probably would have to pass more against Cleveland, but Cleveland also has the best secondary in the league. They play a lot of man-to-man. Little Zay Flowers is probably not going to beat off that, you know, <laughs> press coverage, right? So I just don't think that you should start him because it is, like, when the numbers are bad, when the situation is bad, when Odell is crying and whining like he always does and, you know, get gets those productions and gets those targets because apparently crying works like gotta cry more Zay do something gotta get your targets back yeah that show is so sad <laughs> watching him score that like garbage time touchdown I was like it's insane that this is what Odell's career has came to I hate I I am so annoyed by Odell like he's whining on a 6-2 and two team like I need more targets you guys keep giving Gus Edwards the ball and we're up by 21 but I need something like, come on, man. You know what you signed up for. This was cares, the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to go on another player from the uh, Ravens. The tight end, Mark Andrews versus the Browns. I mean, the Browns, they had them last time they played, and they never go 2-0 against... I mean, this such a volatile uh, division, but um, I think they have to stop Mark Andrews this time. They know that last time they played, they cooked him. Right, the defense has got a lot better. They're only allowing average two points to tight ends. So, I mean, this is going to be a rough one for the uh, for the the Ravens, especially since that last time that they also the Browns didn't have um, Deshaun. So, there's no way he's going to give up three picks this time. Oh, don't you say that too soon. Well, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Like you, you know, we jinx this the whole episode. We do like <laughs> been Ravens here, sit, every so, Raven. So <laughs> We like to jinx here, but this isn't this is a reverse jinx. I was crossing my fingers. Oh wow. We're double reverse jinx. Double, double yeah. reverse jinx, knock on classic, wood. The classic knock on wood, you know. Holy crew Trinity, blah blah blah. Whatever. I just do solo. All we're missing is like Gus Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> sit Gus Edwards. There you go. The probably the one you actually want to sit. No, I said sit him last week and he popped off. Because he's just vulturing tight end or touchdowns, I mean. All right, well, I got the last one of the day, and I'm going to knock it out the park. I'm picking up the tight end, God himself, as a sit this week, Janu Smith. And it's just like, <laughs> honestly, I don't know why he's a sit. It just pisses me off that he plays good, and so I want to root against him. I want to root for Kyle Pitts like everybody else does. So I just put my personal vendetta on the line, and we'll be betting against Janu Smith. You know, Arizona's surprisingly the only one Part of their defense has been half decent has been their matchups against tight ends. Um, so if you're going to, you know, look for a waiver wire tight end or, you know, thinking about getting a different waiver wire tight end, I think this would be the week to go and get, you know, maybe put a order in for Schultz or a waiver wire for Schultz or one of those guys. But Johnny Smith, he's on the bench this week for me. Bench. If he's Ridiculous. on, just cut him. <laughs> no one, No <laughs> one picked him up for the longest time, I think, in our league. I don't even know. I think he's still out there, actually. I still want to pick him up. Yeah, it's like, the problem is, when are you going to sit there and start him, bro? Not against Arizona. It's because everyone knows that the other sock, like, other, like, shoe is going to drop. Like, it's uh, one of those things. Me. Just like Taysom. We know that the other shoe is going to drop at a certain point. That's why I didn't start him last week, but ugh, of course he pops off. Yeah, well, you're just, you know, you're, you're back to the mid report. You know, you're just mid. <laughs> okay, dude. It's ridiculous, man. You know you're going to end up on here. Wow. 
Who, me? Yes, you and your Steelers, Steeler Nation. Best team in the league? Yeah. Well, do that'll it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> that'll just do it. We're done. I don't know what yeah, to say really after that. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I think we're losing it. We're losing sight of who we are. I do want to compliment Zencaster for another amazing job. Like, love him. Love Thank him you. to death. It is Open amazing. your skill of production. Name my first kid Zen after that. <laughs> Middle name Caster. If any of the listeners want to name their team Zencaster right now, so that every time on the Listener League recap, we can just say Zencaster. The more we, we say Zencaster, it's a bit, it bodes better for us. Yeah, we won't share any profits that we get from that, but we do appreciate the sentiment. Because you at least you could do for being in our league. Exactly. Aside from beating us, <laughs> right? Uh, that, well, that comes free. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you want to do, if you want to use Zencaster, the premium podcasting service, is to go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, use our referral code SPORTSCOUNCIL, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. Uh, we want you to have the same easy, carefree experiences that we do with all our podcasting and content needs. Just share your story on Zencaster. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Of course, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, you know, and we release episodes every week. I think that, you know, this is a better product on Amazon than this upcoming Thursday night football game. So you might want to check that out. <laughs> yeah, just turn that audio off, turn our podcast up, listen, exactly. to, listen to us talk about everything that's mid while watching the middest game of all time. Pretty much. Tweet at us too while you're doing that. Like to keep <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you can tweet at us at sports underscore council, or you can threads Ooh. us. You can go on Instagram re- and DM us, death threats or whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll, <laughs> I love we'll death threats. It. We won't respond, but we will look at it <laughs> and it will probably haunt us. But, you know, you can do that on Instagram. You can do that on threads. You can do that on Twitter and Facebook as well. They're all the same platform sports underscore council. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. That'll do it. Make a patron submit. (laughs) Name the name the Falcons person that will score a touchdown this week. Nobody. That's why we're so quiet. (laughs) I say uh, Van Jefferson. (laughs) Probably Johnny. Johnny. (laughs) That's it. She's not gonna respond. All right. Thank you.